What's going on, sauce? I'm eating some uh, Kellogg's Fruit Loops Jumbo Snacks. Oh, man. Can you hear it? I can hear a crunch. Okay. Eric, we're back. We're back. We missed a week. The streak is over. The streak is over. Yep, it's done. We had a good streak going and it failed. Was uh, it nine, 90 weeks? I don't know. Yeah, it was It was a hell of a streak. A lot of people compare it to uh, Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. Oh, yeah. That, that's the word on the streets, man. Yeah, it's the same relevance. I mean, what, what, what better day to do it than the Father's Day weekend? You got your first Father's Day, Eric. Yep. And I know you're hell busy with your shit, so I was trying to get a, a substitute in here, but uh, my goodness, everyone was busy last weekend. I couldn't find anyone, so. So, yeah. The chaoticness of uh, buying a house uh, Brock lesnar us, if you will. Yeah, yeah. The, buying a house was the Brock Lesnar that took the Boom DDT podcast. <laughs> Off the street. So, what was the last episode we did? Like, what number? Episode 90, I believe. Oh, man. 90 and 1. Let me double check real quick. Yeah, 90 and 1, baby. I mean, 21 and 1 was pretty impressive, but 90 and 1, I don't know. Mercy. It's almost <laughs> unprecedented. Uh, what I did do, Jeff, was I watched... Uh, Actually, we, we need to tease that tonight we're having a, uh, we are proud to be back and we're going to welcome, we're going to usher in this glorious evening, uh, by getting, uh, our resident film expert and major magic milkman, Bork, <laughs> to give us a movie reveal, review, aka the Boom DDT dollar bin. Hell yeah. And it's going to be a, a great film, Jeff. Everybody's going to love it. It's going to be amazing. No, it, it, was, it was glorious. Did you did you get a chance to watch it? Yeah, I did. Daytime daytime movie. Wow. Now, see, I tried to watch it, let's see, about a week ago probably. I'm trying to remember when everything... Actually, you know when everything popped off was uh, bash, uh, Backlash. Backlashes when everything popped off <laughs> that's, for you. That's about the time where things started to get crazy. <laughs> I didn't even get to watch all of Backlash, actually. But I did watch the greatest match ever. Okay. But, um, anyway. So, yeah. Look forward. Stay with us. Boom DDT dollar bin's coming up. And it's gonna be the legendary Hulk Hogan movie, <laughs> Thunder in Paradise. Thunder in Paradise. How was the the vocal like harmonizing in the beginning? Do you remember it? The vocal harmonization. Oh yeah. I mean, all I remember is that line off the top of my head. It's like and uh, some shred guitar and '80s drums. Yeah. Heavy pills. No, I keep doing I keep doing ACDC. I almost had it. It's like when they're showing all the hot chicks on the speedboats in the beginning. Oh uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that when the okay. magic major milk. That's band. just that's yeah that's a uh, that's a little teaser for you. We got hot chicks on speedboats, so you're gonna stick around for that. Yeah. If you're right. in, if you're worth a shit, you will. 
Uh, so I think, Jeff, I think we kind of segued into what we need to talk about here. A couple things. We talked about The Undertaker. I think he needs to be spoken of. And then uh, we talked about the greatest match ever at uh, Backlash. So what do you, we don't have time to go over Backlash, but what do you give? And it's it's in quite in the hist, in the uh, past by now. Yeah, we're two weeks removed, damn near. Yep, we're way behind. But uh, what do you? How do you give the the overall show on a, a hot dog scale? Oh, on a hot dog scale, huh? Five dogs? Yeah. A five dog scale? No, I thought... I thought our scale was ten, at being the Scorpion King. The, the Boob DDT dollar bin is ten dogs, but traditionally we've done a five dog scale for, like, wrestling events. <laughs> okay. Yeah, then a five dog scale. It, it helps separate stuff. Yeah, that's true. I mean... Backlash happened, Eric, and I'm looking at the card, and, you know, nothing's popping out. No. There's really only one thing to talk about. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm going to give it a one and a half dogs. This was in the middle of WWE tread water. Low dog. It was a low dog count. Yeah. Soggy dog. Only enough to feed a, maybe a Yorkie. <laughs> yeah, baby. You're not going to, uh, you know... A pit bull's just gonna get angry <laughs> at the little one and a half dogs. Yeah, but yeah, his nose <laughs> at you. So, what'd you think of the greatest match ever, though? My first viewing, I fell asleep during it, but that was due to circumstance. Second viewing, it was good, but like, with here's the thing about the word greatest, Eric. WWE flaunts around the word greatest like it's nothing. And here's my warning. If you hear WWE say greatest, lower your bar. We yeah. have the greatest Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. 50-man Royal Rumble. Was it the greatest Royal Rumble? It sure wasn't. Well, it did have the greatest, Titus, the, the greatest slide. Yeah, it did. I'll give it that. Yeah. that it, it produced one great moment. The worldwide slide. Yeah. But... So this is the world's greatest match, and with that type of bill, you're just not going to live up to it. It, it was a, it was a good match. I still like Triple H versus The Rock in the Iron Man match that we talked about a couple weeks back more, but that's just me personally. That like, was yeah, that was a great match. I recently reviewed that one, but um, I don't know when I saw what they were doing, like it was more like a showcase type of deal. I was like, okay, like I understood what they were going for. But the, you know, the million near falls was just too much. Yeah. You start, you start uh, stacking the near falls on top of each other, and it, it really loses its uh, power. Well, with a full match, I mean, with a full audience, I don't think it does. Like, that's where, like when the full audience plays into it, because they're, they're not buying half of those calls. But others, they're like, holy fuck, I thought he had him there. Yeah. But when you have a 20-person 20, 20 audience with a bunch of pusher men and pusher women just plugging whatever WWE throws at them, lamming. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, I don't know, I didn't think it was terrible, but I wasn't in love with it. It was okay. Yeah. 
But that's no, it's, a, it's a very good match. It was a good match. It had some cool parts. They had the they, we predicted correctly. There was a superplex. Yep. Which was a good superplex too. A good one. A, a, uh, what's he say about the shower? Go, go upstairs. Remember. Go upstairs and get a shower. Oh, make sure it's about a, yeah, Make sure it's a good shower. Because I'm coming up after you. See how clean you are. <laughs> you talk that way in front of your mother. Yeah. Where is she going? She's going to the... Uh, we're talking about natural born killers. Uh, where did she go there? Oh, to the... Uh, Har- the John Lee Hooker concert. The John I told Lee, you yesterday. The John Lee Hooker concert. I told you yesterday. You didn't tell me anything. Yeah, You're you, not going anywhere. You didn't mow the yard. Yeah, you didn't mow the yard. Isn't he watching wrestling and eating the TV dinner? He is. This is going full circle. He's definitely watching wrestling. Oh, yeah. Some he says. 70s shit. Some yeah, barbaric shit. Oh, yeah. He says something barbaric, too. I don't know if he drops. Uh, he says a word that's not 2020 friendly for sure. Oh, definitely. I don't remember which one it is though, but we can we can go past that. Yeah. But it, it's it's funny that 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 is a that is a wrestling scene technically. Technically, yeah. Wait, wait, wait to keep it in, keep that leash short. Yeah. So, uh, so speaking of the greatest match ever, Jeff, the WWE basically they they did a little trick on us and it worked. Because they start talking about the greatest match ever, and then everybody's talking about the greatest match ever. They're not talking about Edge versus Orton at Backlash. You know what I mean? They're talking about what what their greatest match ever is, and then and then you got to go watch it on the network, and everybody, all the podcasts are talking about it, and there they go. They did it to us again. We got worked again. Yep, it's like when a sports uh, sports writer like puts out a list of his top athletes or his top basketball players, you, you don't give a fuck about his list, but you start thinking like, okay, well, who's the top basketball player then? Yeah. Who's my top five? Who's my top ten? Yeah. List radio. Yeah. It's 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 tried and true, man. 101. They yeah. teach that upon you. Yeah, they, they, that's the first day. <laughs> Once you get past the uh, syllabus, it's right on to list radio. But anyway, there was a bunch of obvious, like, you know, you hear the same matches. So I started going back and watching them. So you kept, like, the, the Hogan matches people would mention would be um, Hogan and The Rock at 18, WrestleMania 18. Yeah. Yep. And then they'd say Hogan, uh, Andre, obviously, WrestleMania 3, uh, Savage Steamboat 3, WrestleMania 3. And then they would talk about uh, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, WrestleMania 25 or 24. Can't remember. And then Austin Hart, WrestleMania 13. Oh, that's a classic one with the crimson mask. Yeah, the submission mask. Mask. Oh, fuck. Match. Match. Submission match. Uh, So I went back and watched, like, all those. I didn't watch... uh, um, Savage Steamboat. For some reason, I wanted to. I'm still going to. And then I, and then the Flair uh, Steamboat matches everybody loves, but I've seen those a lot. Yeah. So what I recommend, Jeff, is 
Undertaker, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 24 or 25. Yeah, I think it's 24. What year is that? Uh, like 2009 ish. Okay. So it's it's an amazing match. It has a it has a scene or a uh, spot that they always replay, and I never knew where, where it was from. But uh, it's it's two spots right in a row. Like the first spot, Shawn Michaels gets up on the uh, top rope, and he's gonna do a moonsault onto the outside onto Taker. Uh, he, he, he does the moonsault and like Taker, I think, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if this was planned or Sean misplaced the moonsault. Like it was, he was far away from Undertaker. Right. So Undertaker did like one of them classic moves where you like act like you're throwing him to the ground. Like you dodged it. You know? Like, okay, I'm with you. Yeah, like to... I, what I suspect is to cover up a mistake or it was meant to be that way and Sean just didn't get anywhere close. I don't know. Yeah. But, but anyway, the first spot, you just got Shawn Michaels doing a moonsault right on his fucking face. Like, it's it's insane. <laughs> and, then, and then literally the next move is Undertaker decides to roll into the ring, stand up, go as fast as he can off the ropes, which, by the way... Uh, you may have forgotten in recency bias that The Undertaker was fast as shit at one time in his career. I know he hit the ropes heavy, but was he quick? Oh, he was quick. And you and you can still see spurts of it here, but obviously he's starting to get older here. Right. But, but you go back and watch the earlier shit, and you're like, man. like You always hear people talk about his athleticism, but when you go back and watch the 90s stuff, it, it is pretty incredible. Like, he was quick. Oh, for sure. So anyway, he hits the ropes fast as shit and runs across the ring and just does a straight... I mean, you want to talk about a penguin penguin flip. I mean, it is stiff as a board. It's huge. I, I, I can't believe he jumped so high. He just fucking flies. Stiff as a board like a pencil. And then just, like... So it looks like he's going for Shawn Michaels, but then Shawn Michaels, again, I can't tell if this is planned or not, like... Pushes the ref out of the way, or no, pushes the ref into Undertaker's way, and then pushes the cameraman down and just kind of falls down. <laughs> and Undertaker just, like, it's a brutal fall, like, just on top of his neck. No, he did the uh, running suicide, like, over the top rope, swan time. Yeah, the running suicide, but uh, nobody's home, and you just fall right on your neck. Like, the, the reason why they're dangerous. Yeah. Like, that's what happened. Very reason. Yeah, th- that's exactly what happened, but to see a guy of that size run that fast and then just jump on his neck is incredible. Yeah, good God. Yeah, and, the, and those two scene, those two spots are back-to-back. Jesus Christ. And then it has a lot of, uh, it, it has what we talked about, but executed extremely well, the near fall, you know, back and forth. Yeah. But, I mean, re- executed real well. Like, you really can't tell if it's going to happen or not. Uh, you can tell when when it eventually happens, you're like, okay, this is the one. But that's pretty standard. Uh-huh. But leading up to that, it was, it, you really couldn't tell. And then, uh, and you should watch the people in the, in the back, like the main shot, the first row. They are hilarious, dude. Really? Why? Yeah, just, no, just, they are so, they can't tell if the match is going to be over, like, <clears throat> the near falls are working them. Oh, 
the working them good. Oh, working them good. Hell yeah. So that's the one I recommend. But uh, I went back and watched Austin. I watched all, all those other ones I said, but I watched Austin Hart. And uh, I there's a hilarious commentary piece where it's like, it's JR, Jerry, and Vince McMahon during this match. And also special guest referee... Uh, Oh, I always get him confused. Which one was the UFC guy? Oh, Ken Shamrock? Uh, yeah, I think he was MMA, UFC. Yeah, he's UFC. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Ken Shamrock as the special guest referee. And he, oh. and he doesn't ever do anything. Isn't that bizarre? <laughs> he's just a straight ref. Yeah, I think I literally think that his only reason for being there was they did a lot of in the crowd work at the beginning. Yeah. And he was like cutting through the crowd like clearing way, like a beast. Oh man, yeah, you don't want to fuck with Shamrock, dude. He's a psycho. <laughs> yeah. So I literally think this only reason to be the special guest referee was to clear house in the crowd. Yeah, I mean, think about the times, the mid nineties, uh this is before the attitude era. But crowds were still getting buck wild. Yeah. This is like the Bret Hart era. Yeah. But yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I can buy that theory for sure. Yeah. Like, if you go back you and watch it. You might not listen to a security guard, but damn it, you're going to clear if Ken Shamrock comes barreling down your way. Yeah. I mean, if you go back and watch it, let me know. I, I, I mean, I watched the whole match. I don't remember anything. No shenanigans. <laughs> and when you have a special guest referee, there's obviously going to be shenanigans. Can't no shenanigans, Shamrock. <laughs> yep. Uh, but anyway, it's Vince, Jr., Jerry, and and Vince is like, uh, Bret Hart's getting his ass whooped, and Vince is like, they show a picture, uh, or not a picture, a a shot of Owen Hart's daughter, or no, I'm sorry, Bret Hart's daughter in the front row or something. He's Vince is like. Look at, look, and she's like covering her face with her hands, right? And Vince is like, look at that, that's Bret Hart's daughter. She doesn't want to see her father getting beaten up like this or something. And Jerry just, just immediately comes on Mike. He's like, I'm pretty sure she was told to cover her ugly face when she gets on TV. Holy shit. And it was like, like a six-year-old. <laughs> Holy shit. It was amazing. Sounds barbaric. He is barbaric. But uh, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. But obviously, all those are good matches. Uh, the Hogan Rock one, eighteen. Yeah, that's a classic. Well, it was better than I. Re- it was better, dude. I, I I actually enjoyed that one a lot. I recommend that rewatch as well. He. Looked- I, I thought I remember Hogan looking old in that. He doesn't look old. Oh, he looks old, dude. It doesn't matter. Okay. It's one of those situations. Yeah, that where the 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 circumstance outweighs the actual in-ring performance right right and obviously hogan's came out to be not the best person and it is what it is but we're gonna separate art from artists for this uh for the sake of this conversation for sure he looks old as shit uh but it doesn't really matter because the rocks do they're both doing an amazing job with the crowd and it's interesting match because uh hogan's supposed to be the bad guy but the crowd is in love with him yeah because that was his first initial return to WWE, was it not? WWF at the time. Yeah, yep. 
Like that was the start of the invasion, or is that the start of the invasion or start of uh, NWO? Start of NWO. <laughs> exactly. So that one's I highly recommend as well. There's a lot of really cool parts, and Hogan, even though he looks old, he's still he's still got the crowd work, you know. Yeah. And The Rock as well. Yeah, he, he's, he, he was always great at that. He's got that down. So, real quick, speaking of the old guys, so did you hear what happened on the last or the last ride series finale or whatever? The Undertaker doc. I got a quick rumor. What was the rumor? Spoiler alert? No, I know everything. Well, I mean, for the listeners, spoiler alert. Oh, pfft. Dude, the I, mean, rest, I, I, I got it spoiled. Oh, yeah, so, so did I. Lost interest. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Think he's retiring. <laughs> yeah, bullshit, dude. What do you? What's your call? Are you calling uh, Mark Shenanigans Callaway? Complete work. <laughs> it's a work, Jeff. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. It's a work, I mean, dude. You can't go out on a movie match. Nope. He's, nope. He's coming back. When there's crowds, it's AJ. That's the final match. They kept they they already they already uh, set it up several times. Remember, like right after Mania, he was like sitting in a chair watching something. There was some Undertaker shenanigans, and then at Money in the Bank, there was Undertaker shenanigans. Yeah, the uh, the hatred the hatred that AJ has for being buried alive is still. The the, fl- the fire still burns to pull a cane reference. Yes. Excellently put. The fire is still burning. Yeah, the Undertaker's not retired by ass, dude. I don't buy it for a second. And I'm blaming. Well, I mean, I haven't watched this myself. I'm just, like I say, this is just hearsay from my opinion. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you, dude. Can't be a movie match. That's just to get people. It's once again, he's he's playing us like a fiddle. Yeah, can't can't be a movie match. Even though it was a great fucking match, I yeah, kept I kept thinking that when I was reviewing, uh, you know, so called greatest matches ever. I just kept thinking like, well, it's recency bias, but I really like that fucking boneyard match. Like I, I'm, a, I'm a totally bias though. Yeah, totally. But I'm I'm a big fan of that match. Yeah. So Eric. Uh... We're running kind of short on time, so let's play like a musical. Let's do a different system here. I know you haven't, you kind of not caught up. So you tell, you just give me a wrestler, and I'll basically tell you where they're at in a nutshell. Oh well, tell I I want I know one thing we need to talk about. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you had a setup. I was just going wild. No, no, I can give you one. Randy Orton. Randy motherfucking Orton. Yeah. Did you watch the main event of the uh, Raw after Backlash? Yes. Yes. And then I found his segment on the newest Raw as well, because I knew that this was the story I was now interested in. Okay, so you're going to have to tell me what happened in this new segment then. Nothing. I've not seen that. Nothing much. It, uh, Edge had a, a really long, uh, like, video promo thing, you know, like, not a live thing. Yeah, I saw that. It was in the elsewhere in the performance center. Yeah, but uh, Flair was out there with him. 
again. Hell yeah. So that's, I think that's, uh, I think that's so for the, the uninitiated flair. Uh, Christian was sticking up for edge after backlash, uh, to Orton. And then Orton's like, Hey, put your balls on the fucking table. Let's match. I know. Uh, let's have a match. I, I know you can't wrestle. So let's do it unsanctioned. Christian, uh, was nervous about it, but ended up deciding to do it. Flair came out for some reason. I don't know why. And was like begging it to stop. You know, like, you don't have to do this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Christian's looking at Orton ready to rumble, nervous though, and Flair, the dirtiest player in the game, hits, a, hits Christian with a low blow. Out of nowhere. Regents with Randy Orton. I love it. I, I, I love it. It's, it it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, obviously you worry. They had a corona outbreak. So obviously uh-huh. you worry about Flair being on site during this. But god damn, who doesn't like to see Flair in a segment? Yeah. And he was hilarious. We were, we were cracking up. He was like Randy Orton on this on this most recent Raw. Like Randy Orton's cutting this, like, in, in this very passionate promo. And Flair's like, he's the ultimate wingman. Like... He's just standing next to him, like, looking at him, just shaking his head. Like, he's got his back no matter what. I was like, what a friend. He, he just keep, when Randy Orton's talking, just keep an eye on Flair. It's hilarious. <laughs> but not much happened. But back to what you were saying, I did appreciate, because the unsanctioned thing's so dumb. But I did appreciate that Christian, like, didn't wear ring gear because i was like what the hell this is this is a christian match like we're getting a christian match like that's pretty cool and then he then he came out and i was like okay like he this isn't a match at all he's wearing like his street gear oh jeffrey went bye-bye see if we can get him back on the horn hold on Speaker. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Oh, fuck. Oh, here he's calling. Zero nine. What's up? I don't know what happened. We didn't get storms through here. All of a sudden, the call dropped, dude. <laughs> what What was I talking about when you left? Christian, we're getting a Christian match. Yeah, how? I mean, I was like, that's kind of anticlimactic. Like, we're getting the Christian match on Raw in a pandemic yeah, uh, randomly. The Raw after a pay per view too. Like, I wasn't buying it. I was calling shenanigans from the from the get go. Yeah, then you see the ring gear is like street clothes or whatever, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's what this is. But yeah, uh, I had a question about this this series here. D- did Randy Orton use use the punt in the past, or is this new? Uh, that I can't tell you. I, I I didn't think much of the punt. I just thought it was just another kick. Like that's what wrestlers do nowadays is the running kick. <laughs> I thought it was pretty wicked, man. I think it looks different. Well, I mean, it, it looked badass in the situation. Like it looked lethal, man. Yeah. But uh. At the same time, I'm just like, yeah, that that seems like it's in Orton's repertoire. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think much of it. 
Um, so yeah, on this week's Raw, he just cut like another passionate promo and Flair agreed with him and then Big Show came out and they had like a little thing. When did Big Show come back? Did I miss that? Uh, yeah. There's a weird storyline going on. The Street Profits and Viking Raiders were messing around. And all of a sudden, Akira Tozawa pops up out of nowhere. And he's the lead of a gang of ninjas, Eric. I shit you not. Really? And this gang of ninjas was, was chasing around. They're chasing around in the ring and everything. And then this big-ass Debo-looking ninja comes out. And he's like twice the size of everyone. And so Street, street Profits and Viking Raiders like, oh, shit. We're about to get her ass kicked, and then Big Show comes out and evens the odds, like throws off all the ninjas. But Akira Tozawa with this clan of ninjas is a reoccurring segment. I don't know how I feel about that. I can't even believe what I'm hearing. So, this is how long has this been going on? I want to say uh, the maybe the raw after backlash. Hmm. Well, yeah, it's fucking weird. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting flight. How did it come it's off like, though? Oh, the backlash, I'm pretty sure. How's it come off though? Like, is it funny or no? It's stupid. I think it comes off weird. Racially. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Now, um, now they're like messing with our truth. Our truth is on the run from them. He's on the what? Our truth came out this week interrupting Naya, thinking Naya was a cure to Zawa, hidden in disguise. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting uncomfortable. Yeah. Goddamn Vince and his fucking comedy segments. Yeah. Loves them. Uh, so, what else? What else, in your opinion, that was basically what I had for this week. You know, I don't know what you, is there anything else worth a shit going on? Uh, the debut of, uh, the original bro, Eric. Who? Is she, uh, you, you didn't catch SmackDown? Uh-uh. Black Police SmackDown? Um. SmackDown from, um, the 19th. Oh, yeah, you're talking about Matt Riddle? Yeah. Okay. The original bro. Yes. I don't know why is I was. Is that his uh, nickname? Yeah, I kept thinking of uh, Mojo Raleigh and Zack Ryder or whatever they were. Hype bros. Well, Mojo been getting a little time too, and I don't like that. But... Yeah, and Zack Ryder's gone. He was cool. I liked him and uh. Fuck, I'm having a brain fart. The guy that always lost. Oh, he? No, he was cool too. Is he gone? Yeah, I think he got let go. Uh, no, he was like that though, but he had a losing streak. Oh shit, that's uh, that's gonna drive me crazy. Yeah, it's uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. So so what's Matt Riddle getting into? Where are we going with that? 
Tell again. Oh, sorry. What uh, what's Matt Riddle getting into? Like, where is that story going? Who's he with? So he debuted uh, when AJ was random about his IC title that he had won, and um, he basically challenged AJ. Uh, AJ wouldn't put the title on the line, but he he wanted to fight him because Matt, Matt Riddle said, uh, "You're the face that runs the place. Well, I'm gonna be the bro that runs the show." <laughs> so they, they had a non-title match in which uh, AJ was distracted by Dana Bryan and a bunch of other wrestlers who were out there, like lumberjack style, but they're just spectators. Um. AJ got distracted, and Matt Riddle capitalized on distraction and beat AJ in his debut. Oh, okay. That's pretty. That's pretty big. Yeah, it's huge. So, what they do this week? Or you don't know yet? I don't know yet. Yeah, Just I happened. Seen that. That's tonight's SmackDown. I know they did some. I accidentally saw a spoiler, and they did some Undertaker bullshit. Some more working. Really? Yeah, some thank you Taker stuff. Oh. Nope. Oh, something else that is worth noting, Eric. I know we got to get to the dollar bin real quick. But um, on last week's SmackDown as well, the main event was the Return of the Firefly Funhouse. Okay. First time we've seen the Funhouse in a while. And Eric, it's not the only return because uh, Mr. Rogers style Bray Wyatt's talking about resurrecting the dead. And then he infers the return of the Wyatt clan, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I love that. Do you? No, I just love the fact that you you said Mr. Rogers style Bray Wyatt is is talking about resurrecting the dead. (laughs) No, I don't. I, I mean, we'll see. Who knows? I didn't love it when it was going on. No, I'm not for that. Yeah. You have the Fiend and you have the Mr. Rogers. Keep it with that. Yeah, I would agree. But we'll see. I don't know. I was like, I don't know. Bray in ring annoys me. Yeah. You know what I mean? When's the last, like, what great Bray Wyatt match can you think of? I don't know. He can do a long haul, but like we used to say when he was the White Clan, Bray Wyatt, uh, he's dogging it. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's in a lot better shape now. Yeah. Like, his matches recently have been a lot better, so. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give him that for sure. No doubt. That's why I don't think it, like, this, he's he's only doing this because, to fuck with Braun mentally, you know, like, with the sheep mask and everything. Yeah. I only hope that he's not planning on returning uh, with uh, Luke Harper and uh, Eric Rowan. That is, goddamn it! I hope not. Well, they're, uh, that's not going to happen, because Luke Harper's in uh, AEW. Oh, good, good. So they showed a picture of, like, the three of them. And Braun actually looks a little freaked out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they do it right, it could be cool. Since they have history and stuff, you know. Yeah. I just hope it's, like, a mindfuck that The Fiend is doing. Like, it somehow overlaps like, don't just resurrect... Mick Foley had three characters, and I liked all three of them. That's not the case with Ray White. He doesn't need to resurrect a third character that 
I'm not fond of, and Eric's not fond of. Nope. But this DDT podcast does not stand for that third character. No. But I did see a lot of photos, like, before we started watching again of him in uh, Hawaiian shirts, which I could get into. That That, that is a character. Is it? Is it not? Pretty much. I mean, is, are the Hawaiian shirts coming back, you think? That, I mean, that's what I was talking about. I thought that was... His old character was just a white shirt and that dumbass hat. <laughs> Pretty much. Looking like Zach Brown or some shit. That was a dumbass hat. He is a little Zach Brown wannabe when he's that character. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, what else? Anything else from wrestling? What did it... What uh, oh. to get into everything. Uh, Charlotte and I are squaring up. Yeah, it's looking like. Uh, who won the match on? Or you didn't see Raw? Raw was coined uh, Championship Monday for some reason or something. Oh, I, I watched the first half of Raw. I just didn't finish. I didn't finish it all. But um, Jesus, that was a weird draw. What happened to the Iconics match, real quick? It I like started it. Or, I mean, I was there when it started, and then it like ended fast. They lost. Like to. You know, some bullshit or how they lose. It seems like it was. A... I, I didn't see how they lost. I just had it on mute in the background. So, oh, okay. Uh, not much out there. That that was like the last match I was watching. Okay. Um. There was also uh, Raw Tag Team Championships, uh, Street Profits versus Viking Raiders. That was a damn good match. Uh, Street Profits retained that, and you had the Raw Women's Championship, which was. Uh, or was it the Raw Women's Championship? Yeah. Yeah, Flair and Oscar for the title. Yep. And uh, Oscar won via submission. Yep. So, uh, one last thing from Raw is you have Dolph crossing over. And it's looking like he's challenging D-Max. So that's looking... Well, no, that's basically confirmed. It's not sanctioned for the WWE yet, but it's confirmed extremely. Max Dolph for the title. Okay. Nobody's... That's an interesting uh, evolution, but Emac needs people to beat up on, and he's getting proven he'll have to prove heel. Oh, yeah, and he's Max's not gonna... He's not dropping that title for a while. No. He shouldn't, for sure, in my opinion. It looks good on him. He's doing a good job. In paradise, lightning struck us twice. Yeah, that's a yeah. Call yeah. Give let's do the let's do the damn dollar bin. I already I'm ready to get into some thunder in paradise. All right, I'll be right back with the magic milkman. Okay, major. Major magic milkman. <laughs> Welcome to the Boom DVT podcast for another edition. Of the Boob DDT Dollar Bin, hosted by the Major Magic Milkman, Fork. Welcome, Fork. Thank you, boys. Thunder. I was gonna say, I was gonna start singing just through the. Aww. There it is. Yeah, that's what I was talking about, Jeff. Aww. It's the best theme song. I think it's the best opening we've had in oh. any of the movies. 
mean, there, that's not even a question. The opening is phenomenal. You can watch that every day for the rest of your life and be satisfied. There's hot chicks, there's speedboats, there's music. So, uh, Bork, tell us about this wonderful movie that I grew up on, renting from the movie store back when you used to go in there and get a VHS. That's like, Bork, can you hear him? It's kind of cutting in and out. Well, can you hear me now? Yep. It's a little stormy. Actually, Jeff's a little stormy as well. Yeah, we got both things. Yeah, I think it's supposed to storm here yeah, in Peoria. Well, tell us about fucking Thunder in Paradise, Bork. Well, Thunder in Paradise was Hulk Hogan's TV show that he left uh, the WWF for. I think like around 92 or 93, because I think this show was made like around 93. But uh, what you watched as a kid, I assume was part one. You always rent it on VHS, right? Yeah, the first movie, yeah. And not the TV series. Yeah, yeah. the first movie is uh, episode one and two. So it's like the pilot in episode two. I forgot the name of episode two. But yeah... Part one, or movie one, is those two episodes combined, and it kind of has that pacing of a TV show, and it's by the, it's by the Baywatch people. Okay. So it has that vibe where it's like action-adventure, and then kind of like, we go back to a location for like a procedural, kind of like, a couple characters, like you're talking at the bar or the resort. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, this thing is set uh, on a, a badass resort. Where, what city is it in? Uh, it said Florida, but I'm not sure because I, I, I feel like Hulk Hogan kept all this close to home. <laughs> and I think that's why he did the show is because like it was close to his house and he didn't want to travel because he was sick of traveling with like wrestling. Okay, I can see that. He's looking, but, he, he is looking leathery. He probably does live in a very sunny climate at this point. Yeah, I can't tell you where at in Florida, but I know it's in Florida because they shot it on like I think they shot it in the Universal Studios lot. Okay. But um, yeah, Thunder in Paradise Part One it introduces you to uh, Hulk Hogan and his character, and uh, his 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 name is Randolph J. Spencer R. J. But he goes by Hurricane. Yeah, Hurricane. And uh, his tech man, his uh, sidekick in the tech boat, their smart boat is uh, Martin Brubaker or Brew. It's called Brew. Brew! What a badass. But uh, this movie, uh, well, all the episodes, it's basically just these guys going around and solving a little side mission, taking out baddies. And then they go back to the resort and like <laughs> talk with the other characters. There's like... A side plot with like marriage and real estate and like a will and who and who the resort will go to and that's that lasts like the whole season I assume. But uh, this movie is pretty action packed. There's uh, I don't really know where to begin. Uh, the movie starts off with uh, them doing a rescue like down in Cuba. Yeah. And they're just going in, just brewing hurricane and just kicking ass. Bre- yeah. Yeah, Bruce stays on. Bruce like the tech guy on the ship. He stays on and like Hurricane, he's he's the ground guy, he's the dozer. 
thought it was so weird when uh as a kid when hulk hogan like they get into the speedboat like in the in the bowels of the speedboat and uh hulk hogan just heats up a giant plate of rice like it's just white rice there's nothing on it it looks so bland and, uh, yeah, I, and he's eating with chopsticks too yeah and was that what it was it, to me it looked like a tv dinner but Bru commented on it he's like how can you eat that if it's time like this well, I was wondering, that's not really, like, appropriate smoke food. That's messy, like... It was... Rice? I just thought it was weird that get, somebody... You're gonna get rice all over the console, Jeff. Uh, spoon Especially with some chopsticks. I was gonna say, at least use a spoon. I didn't know Hulk Hogan was so cultured. I, I... What I can tell you about how, how his boat works is... It looks like a normal speedboat, and all of a sudden they go into the deep suffering. What? Where's all that... Dude, the whatever, whatever they call it. They they go below deck, and all of a sudden, it's like they're walking on a set, and it's like you know, it looks like the inside (laughs) of a submarine. It's supposed to be. But if if you're a boat guy, if you've ever been on a boat, you know those cabins are like real small and not that big. I'm not been on a boat like that. I do not. It's it's a little exaggerated, but come on, it's fucking thunder, man. Yeah, it's a very high-tech boat. They got a little escape jet ski. There's, like, a full console and, like, a ton of screens in there. There's, like, a giant screen. When, uh, when Hogan... They got the works. When Hogan blasts out of that boat in that fucking jet ski. Woo! And then he's, like, flying... Dude, the first scene, like, just... If anybody listening is just bored, like, you don't even have to watch the whole thing. Just watch the first, like, 20 minutes. You you get the theme song, which is incredible. You get to see the boat, yeah, the, and then you get to see yeah, first, Hulk Hogan like just destroy an entire village by himself, like single handedly. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, he takes out a whole Cuban army, and like I mean, it's a TV show, so you notice he doesn't kill anybody. They're all non-lethal methods, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, they take out like a whole army. Yeah, it is. It's like a kids show. Like he'll throw, he'll throw, he'll roll a log at him, and they trip over it. Yeah, like, it's weird shit like that. A giant telephone log and just swings it like a hammer, and like that's like the worst method if you're trying to like be fast and get out of there. <laughs> He's pretty stealthy though. Like he gets on the roof, and what is he doing? He's like saving those two people. He's, yeah, saving uh, someone's wife and their son who were left in Cuba, and, like, they're, like, down in Florida. They're, like, helping, like, the U.S. government or something, and, like, I don't know, like, Hurricane was talking about something that, like, Castro will get them if they leave them there, so. <laughs> okay. The, 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 whole, the whole thing is they were supposed to be going under stealth, and then a stealth failed once again on the boat, like, the stealth mode. So yes. all of a sudden, they the army knew they were there, and they had to turn around and abort. And you know, hurricanes like fuck that. No, I'm going we're in alone. Go in. This this is all still just the intro to the actual plot, though. This is just getting you comfortable with who the fuck Hulk Hogan is and how badass he is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's some character building here. Into the plot, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, Jeff, what's yeah. your, what was your favorite scene from this movie, Jeff? Because there's so many good ones. Uh, you're gonna put me on the spot like that. Um, I would say uh, the, I, I was particularly fond of the arm wrestling match just because you got <laughs> Jimmy, the mouth of the South part, yep. in there, and uh, not being vocal at all. Didn't say a word in this movie. But he's in the background of the arm wrestling match. And is that Nightheart? The late great Nightheart? Yeah, I was just gonna. Yeah. Say, I haven't seen it for. I I didn't see that part when I rewatched this movie, but that was definitely Jim Neidhart, I believe. And yeah, those characters. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Bert. I was just gonna say quickly. Yeah, those characters show up later in the season two, but yeah, there's a bunch of wrestlers that start as characters, and yeah, uh, uh, Neidhart. I, I don't know. Really, know his name, Jim Neidhart. Yeah, but like I mean, yeah. the guy, the guy uh, who he faced—that's the guy who gave him like the black eye or the fucked up eye with the eye patch. That's Kowalski, who he talks about at the beginning. Okay. Oh. Okay. And we didn't even talk about that Hulk is wearing an eye patch at the beginning of this thing. Yeah, that's true. It is an—it's a nice little wrinkle in the in the story. I think it's just to make him look more badass. Really. It, it worked. Yeah. Uh, Bork. Yeah, that scene, that scene is hilarious because he's like looking to the eye. The eye. And he like flips it up and like Jim like freaks out and he overpowers him. And then he tries to throw a punch and Hulk catches it and then he punches him. Well, first, first off, when you get into the scene, like Hogan hasn't arrived yet and it's just Jim Neihardt battling another strong man on the arm wrestling. And like these people are into it. Like, there's a group of, like, 30 people, and they're gathered around this thing as if they have thousands of dollars riding on it. Like, they are into this, like, a wrestling match. And Nighthawk takes it down, and they just start, like, bullying the crowd. He's, like, going up to a woman, like, yeah, what else? What, you want to say? He's, like, yelling at a woman. Is while we're talking about the wrestlers, is he like I said? I didn't see, I didn't get that far when I tried to rewatch this. But isn't there? Doesn't he run with a uh, Nightheart has like a buddy that's like a chunkier guy with the bleach blonde hair, and he was part of the Nasty Boys in, in wrestling. His name was like I don't know. Was there a bleach blonde yeah. fat guy with him? Um, yeah, it was uh, the three wrestlers in that scene. Is is you know Jimmy Hart, and he was real silent, which is weird. And it was uh, Ed Leslie, who was Brutus, or Brutus Beefcake, was oh, that yeah. older guy. Yeah, yeah, yep. And then, yeah, Norman Kowalski was played by uh, Jim Neidhart. Okay, so that was the only three? Yeah, and then the the real big, uh, the real big uh, goon guy that, like, Hulk Hogan faces in the finale, that's a wrestler, too. But his, he has, like, that. a Spanish name. His name's, like, uh, George Gonzalez. Oh, okay. Or giant Gonzalez. <clears throat> okay. Uh, is there a part? See, I I didn't. I've been busy, so I didn't have a lot of time. But isn't there a part where like they have to swim through a cave? Yeah, it's a classic uh, underwater Baywatch set that yeah. they use in like every Baywatch episode. <laughs> they use the same set. 
And they use the same set, yeah, because I think it was a universal, and yeah, they have a scene where they get trapped, uh, <coughs> sorry, uh, for the listeners, I'll catch everybody up, Hulk Hogan finds a necklace and a shark, he gives it to a little girl, it ends up being a map to a hidden treasure that was smuggled out of prison by a, a prisoner that, like, robbed three million dollars like 20 years in the past and uh they find the map on the necklace and like him and the baddies like have a race to get to this island to find the treasure so like they get to the island and find the treasure and then uh the bad guys meet him there and like trap him in this cave and the only way out is to use their navy seal training to like you know go underwater and you know, do some deep sea diving to get out, because I think they can get they can get to the ocean and get to the boat through there or something. Oh yeah, and as a kid, like the this this whole scene blew my mind because they have some kind of device where they could like it's like some kind of airbag where they like could put their head up in it, right? Yeah, they had like old rubber from like an old raft that like the treasure was wrapped in, and they had a, they used like a bag and just had air in it. And you can do that like you just have a small amount of air you can dip your head into, and they used that for uh, for the Megan character. They had a female with them. It was Megan, Brew, and Hurricane that were like trapped in the cave. Because <laughs> the whole the whole the whole B plot is Megan and Hurricane get married. So Hurricane doesn't lose his boat to the bank, and Megan doesn't lose her resort to her uncle through the will or something. Yeah, so that's a hole. They get married on the spot. Like they, they, do they know each other before this? Do they just meet each other like, hey, we're we're in this situation? No, I think they're like part of the community. Like they know each other, and they're just kind of aggravated with each other. Like, oh, it's that asshole, and he's like, oh, it's that lady, kind of thing. You you know that I kind of tension. But they learn to love each other over yeah. the season, I bet, Jeff. Yeah. There's, there's still two more movies. I just... That's true. As a kid, I could not With fathom that, that scene where they're swimming through the cave. Like, how in the world are they putting their head into the bag and having air? Like, it just blew my mind. Well, yeah, but at a point, you're also, like, just breathing, like, carbon dioxide, too. Like, you can't do that for too long. No. No, but just... And it's... Crazy. And uh, there's a part where, like, she passes out and, like, faints, and they get get her to the end and just kind of have to get her under the ocean and get her into fresh air. Yeah, yeah. So how's it end? Um, they just, they get oh, out, man, right? We're talking about the cave. I just got thrown to the cave. They get out of the cave. They survive it. I don't, they, uh, I don't remember what happens next. Yeah, the bad guys trapped in the cave. They get out of the cave. They go. They get their boat because the bad guys are towing their boat with their ship. And yeah, they took uh, the little girl who's Hurricane and Brew's best friend, but she's like Megan's daughter. So now she's like Hurricane's stepdaughter. Yeah. Yeah. Halfway and, and halfway through the movie, she started calling the whole Kogan dad. Oh, yeah, they're like dad now. My necklace, Dad. Yeah. And uh, and uh, <laughs> Kelly is like the bar. The Kelly is the bar owner of the Scuttlebutt Bar and Grill yeah. at the resort. But Kelly is like Brew's romantic, like foil. Like yes, she's just a model, a model turned bartender or something. It's a very weird show. 
It's a very weird show. She was turning tricks to young, young uh, patrons at the start of the show. The classic tie a cherry stem and a knot in your mouth. Oh yeah. To present it for the young lad. Excellent. Oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta teach those young boys a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. But um, they end up, they end up taking out the bad guy's ship. Through an, an awesome, hilarious like fight montage where Hulk's sneaking around. And I was gonna say he goes from the Golden Bomber to the Golden Wallers because he's got his little ponytail and he's just all greased up. And he takes time in those hostage situations to get greased up yes. and oiled up. And he's got like his face paint on Predator style. Oh, of course, greased up and oiled uh, up. But he's like. I can't remember what he said, but it's just like, she's like, what are you doing? He's like, physical intimidation or something like, yeah, or physical, or like mental warfare or something. Yeah. It's like, okay. Psycho- no, stuff. psychological warfare. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Psychological warfare. Psychological warfare. Yeah. Very high, sorry. Yeah. That's okay. We're talking about Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, I had you know. to. I, I've made I've, I've been smoking a bong and making Miranda listen to a theme song over and over again. It's oh, unbelievable. Man, that's awesome. It's really a great theme song. Did you guys know the lyrics aren't on the internet, so I had to write them down myself. But oh, well, can you read them to us? Oh yeah. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you know the beginning. It starts off, you know, hot day in paradise. Yep. Bodies in the sun. Rumble in the distance. It's thunder. Hurricane at hand. And then as he goes into the... Uh, and just, you hear the engine roar pass, and it goes, thunder! Yeah. And it's thunder in paradise. Lightning struck us twice. Mess with thunder. thunder. And you, and you pay, pay the, the prowls. <laughs> Uh, and, yeah, it just continues like that. It just kind of repeats. <laughs> just, what is but, that? man. Boy, can you read us the second verse just spoken, not sung? I want to hear how it sounds in normal context. <laughs> yeah, that's a good okay. idea. Okay. Oh, oh. Never had a night like this when kissed by a hurricane. hurricane. Oh, that's a great line. Oh, fun day in paradise. Sails blazing in the sun. Waves giving you a warning. Drop your sail and run, run, run. Man. <laughs> Never had a night like this. Chaos by hurricane. That's a, <sighs> it's, it's a good one. It's a good song. It's, it's becoming a favorite of mine. <laughs> it yeah. is, it's really a great song. So, I, I think it's time to give uh, hot dog rankings. Of course, it's a 10-dog system with uh, 10 being um, Scorpion King. King by, with Rock Johnson. Yeah, a 10 would be Scorpion King. So, Bork? Yeah. What do you got? It was one of those where it was fun, but, you know, not good, so kind of hard to watch at moments, so I gave it a 4-dog. Okay. Four out of ten. All right, Jeff. The theme song alone, and like Bork said, this is this is uh, 
movie we've done so far with the best soundtrack by by a mile. That, that that bumps it up in my book. That's true. The the amount of '80s flair I got from this, and I, I watched it in the daytime, so it just felt like I was in our good friend Marty McFly's childhood basement again. Like I used to, I got very nostalgic feelings watching '80s movies <laughs> in the daytime. It, yeah, <laughs> so, it, it's fun. Well, it's a good feeling. For all those reasons, I go with uh, six dogs. Okay. Nice. I was gonna say the same thing. Six dogs, and I I might even go seven. I really this this one for me is nostalgia, a hundred percent. I used to watch this all the time. I love yeah, that. And we, you're right. That, that sorry, that intro thing and like the first twenty minutes, like you'll enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a fun watch. There's a scene where I like the scene we forgot to mention where. Uh, Brew and Hurricane are on the, uh, they're at like their little house and they're out on like a dock area. Uh, and I forget, yep. I forget what bad news Hulk has just received. Do you remember, Bork? It might have been where like he was oh. telling Brew about the bank, I think the bank letter yes. and how they're going to repossess the boat. Yes, they're going to take the boat. And, and Brew was giving him a tongue lashing like, you can't sit down for this, like, you're not going to lose the boat, man. Yeah. This is our life, like, yeah. what we do. Yeah. Oh, Man up. Off. Yeah. And then they do, like, a, I think they do, like, a play fighting thing, and they just start beating each other up, and he throws Brew off the dock. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's a funny okay. scene. They do, like, yeah, they're, like, first they're, like, testing each other. They're, like, you know, they're Navy sealing it. They're, it's tactical, you know. And then all of a sudden yeah. it, gets, it gets serious. It's hilarious. Eric, I want to point out, you say tactical, but in this scene, Hulk, I know, is wearing, like, rattleskin boots. <laughs> tight, yeah, dude. Tight dungarees. He's got the same matching rattleskin belt. And he's just hot dog skin, yeah. bare chest, and I think he's wearing a bandana, too. Yeah. He does look... But he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't look like an army, man. He just no. looks like a weird Florida biker. Yeah. He gets around on a hog, too. We didn't mention that. Yeah. He, he did look like a jacked-ass Florida biker. By boat or by hog, you know, Hulk's getting around town. Yeah. That's the coolest way to do it, man. So, yeah. I was waiting in this part one to see if he committed some kind of vehicular homicide with his vehicle, like most of the wrestlers do and stuff we're watching. But <laughs> not, not, none yet, so maybe part two or three. And so there's three of these movies? Yeah, because uh, part two is like episode, like later, like seven and eight, and then like uh, part three is like episode like 17 and 18. Those are like two-part episodes, so they just chopped them into movies for like VHS release. Huh. So the same, it's the same exact footage from the movies and the TV series. Yeah. That's weird. So yeah. So I mean, there's more episodes of this and probably more footage. We were seeing a different, me and Miranda watched, like, a different intro. And it looked like this show had, like, you know, weird 90 CG, like, the folk could transform. Yeah. And stuff like that. But, yeah, we didn't really see any of that. So, are you guys going to watch, are you guys going to watch part two? I mean, I didn't know how we were going to go with this. I mean. No, I was just asking. Because, I mean, we, I, do, we do a lot of Hogan, but, I mean. No, I'm just saying, like. I, I'm asking, like, you and, yeah, are you personally, like, you? I hear, I'm 
starting to notice a pattern that you and Miranda are getting pretty into thunder. You know, so well, I mean, the other two are on YouTube. Oh, I'm sure they are. Uh, but yeah, we, we probably we might have to back away from Hogan. You're probably right. Yeah, good point. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I wouldn't mind. I'm kind of in the I'm in the paradise, so I mean, I wouldn't mind dipping into part two. Okay, and I'm 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 down for, to see for, part for two for a future week. For a future week, I think we should do part two because I don't even know if I've ever seen it. As a thunderhead, that, that's just embarrassing. We, we, yeah. We separated though. Yeah. We come back to this in like the fall when we're craving some uh, thunder. Yeah. So some summer thunder vibes. So on that note, Bork, uh, do we have? Do you have anything to tease? You got anything in mind? What are you thinking? Um. As far as the next movie, uh. I don't know, we I think, have like one, uh, we have one Triple H one to go, I think, like the bus one. We just knock that out. Oh, the one where, I think I've seen that one maybe. It's the, like Chaperone or something. Yeah, Chaperone, oh my god. <laughs> I just call it the Triple H on a bus movie. Yeah, yeah, Chaperone. <laughs> that's what the title card looks like. Jim Ross was talking about some movie where The Rock played a gay guy. Like from, a newer movie? No, no, no. Like early in the career. Older. Yeah, early in the career. So that'd be interesting. There's so many of them. Once you start thinking about movies with wrestlers in them, it's hilarious. Rock's, yeah, Rock's had some weird roles too. Like he was in that weird, uh, I think it's a sequel to Get Shorty with like Be Cool with John Travolta. And, and he plays like a bouncer, but he's got like a big afro in it or something. Like it looks crazy. There's a Kane or movie. Or we could just watch, like, The Wrong Missy and watch Roman Reigns scene or whatever. Oh, yeah, there's lots of those. I mean, there's... I'm pretty sure Kane was in a crappy horror movie. There's stuff like okay. that. I'll look for something like that, because... I don't know if we have any bad horror, but, yeah, there might be somebody out there. Jeff. I don't know if Edge has any more. You know what I'm talking about, Maybe Jeff? Mc... Wait, wait, what, what one you're kind of cutting out? Oh, I was asking Jeff if he knew what I was talking about. Like the Kane movie that's like a shitty horror movie. Uh, I'm, I'm probably cool. I think I've seen clips through WWE propaganda. <laughs> probably. But yeah, I, that, I, think I, remember the, I think I remember the covers like See No Evil or something like that. Or Maybe. Yeah, I believe that's what it's called. Uh, so that we, might be it. We could switch it up and do something like that. But yeah, I don't know. Think about it. We'll we'll come back and we'll do another one. That was I think this was a good one. That was a fun watch. I recommend. I still recommend the movie. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I recommend the listeners check this one out. It's it's a fun one. All right. Well, thank, oh, yeah. thanks again, Bert. Thank you, boys. I'll talk to you guys later. All right, later. Thank you. Bye. That was a hell of a sign off. <laughs> Yeah, it was. He signed off like, like a yeah, politician. Yeah, I got it. He signed okay. off like a politician here. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> He's like a politician. <laughs> that was hilarious. But no, that was a, I think that was a good dollar bin. Maybe our best. Yeah.
Or maybe. Uh, it's good to start with the shitty the Triple H movies. Like, get two dogs and work your way up. Yeah. Eventually, we'll get to Scorpion King, and it'll be a blast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When does that happen? We got to pick a special day. Are you keeping track of Are you keeping track of our hot dog uh, tallies? No, but uh, Major Magic Milkman said he was. He's got a special notebook for it, and he actually uh, draws in hot dogs for the scale. Like, yeah, I saw that. Was awesome. Carefully, artistically crafted hot dogs. Yeah, well, he better get his get his notepad out and have have extra ink on hand because I gave it seven dogs. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be drawing a lot of dogs this week. <laughs> So, I think that's the highest one I've ever uh, rated, for sure. Oh, yeah. So, that, that. we got See No Evil. Yeah, you're right, Jeff. See No Evil. It stars Kane. Okay. So, maybe look for that in the future. Yeah. And then he's been in a couple other movies, but I think... That might be... Oh, McGruber. McGrub- I don't know. I think See No Evil here. See No Evil is the one to do because that's his starring role. First WWE Films movie. Hell yeah. Um. So yeah, any anything else, Jeff? We gotta wrap it up. You got anything else for wrestling or anything going on? Any Bulls updates? No Bulls updates. I'm leaning towards sports not happening in 2020 in general, but we'll, we'll see. Sports are looking like they're going to happen, but I'm, I'm calling sports shenanigans. Um, yeah. Only thing I can say is wear, wear your motherfucking mask. Don't make anything political that's done that to me. Just wear a motherfucking mask. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of people backpedaling now, Jeff. Yeah, and people are getting comfortable in the summer, which is fine, but wear a mask. No, I mean, like, the some of the big states that gave up early are getting spikes. Oh yeah. I mean, when you just go back to full full on partying, it makes yeah. sense. It's not it's not a good idea, you know. Not, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not full on partying. Let 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 me make this full circle. Let Hogan and those babes down in paradise do the partying. Just go home and watch that on YouTube. You'll get your fill. Yeah. You don't even need to go out. Like yeah. man, I'll stay home and socially distance. Get your fix. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't need to go outside. I got thunder in paradise. Exactly. I got everything right here. Yeah, that's about all I got. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Well, uh, like I said, we were, you know, we were ninety and zero. Now we're uh, ninety one and one. You know, ninety and one, Eric. We're no. This would be not. Isn't? Oh yeah, you're right. Ninety and one. <laughs> night night. Night night. But now I don't it's understand. Start calling it. Now I don't. Now I don't understand. Good. Huh? I said, okay. 